Welcome, it's indisputable. We got a lot to show, I'm your host Rashad Ritchie. Okay, breaking down news of the day with me will be none other than Ben Glebe, comedian. And really made Charlie Kurt look foolish, that guy, all right? Also, bullpen debate, my debate segment, I don't know why I do this. We can only do this on Fridays because when I finish with this guy, I just, I'm done. We got Shelly Wintermop, conservative friend from 95.5 FM WSB. We're gonna talk about the Kyle Rittenhouse case and the McMichaels and Brian's case. It is not the Ahmaud Arbery case, Ahmaud Arbery is dead. All right, top news story of the day. The lawyer representing the killers of Ahmaud Arbery, the lawyer said he did not wanna see any more black pastors in that courtroom. Like he's the damn judge or something, right? Here's the video. Serially bringing these people in to sit with the victim's family one after another. Obviously, there's only so many pastors they can have. And if their pastor's Al Sharpton right now, that's fine. But then that's it. We don't want any more black pastors coming in here or other Jesse Jackson, whoever was in was in here earlier this week, sitting with the victim's family trying to influence a jury in this case. Okay, let me get this right. First of all, there's a limitation on how many pastors, Oh, oh, I'm sorry, black pastors, black families can have, but no limits on guns. So somehow, somewhere there's a limit on black pastors, but there's no limit on guns, all right? Number one, number two, Jesse Jackson was not even there. Jesse Jackson is recovering and has been ill. He is not there, but he thought he saw Jesse Jackson. Now, this attorney um, who has been uh, front and center before because he decided to strike 12, excuse me, 11 out of the 12 black jury members in the final stage of jury selection. The judge at that time even noted that it seemed discriminatory, that yes, What he is doing seems racist, but then the judge cited some BS statute about the attorney providing statutory reasons to strike those members of the jury. Let's put up a picture of the killers. Want to remind everyone of who the killers are. Father, son, duo, the McMichaels, and the guy recording the whole thing for kicks, his name is Brian. All right, they have all been indicted and they are at trial. During Thursday's proceedings, an attorney representing Gregory McMichael, Travis McMichael, and William Bryan stood up and said he did not want to see so many black pastors appearing at the trial to support Aubrey's family. It's interesting, he said black pastors, right? To insinuate, I guess, that white pastors would have been just fine. But here's the reality, where are the white pastors? Why are they not there? I mean, if you believe in a value system and a human life was murdered, Why would you not be in support of this American family? White pastors, white pastors should be there. I had a conversation today with Jamal Bryan on my radio show. He's one of the mega preachers in Atlanta. They had a conference call today at 11 a.m. I'm talking about him and a bunch of other preachers. Well, I got word via text that planes, trains, buses, and carpools are headed to Glenn County, Georgia. The place of the trial next week, you're gonna have hundreds, maybe thousands of pastors come there next week. Way to go, attorney.
Okay. Um, the judge, his name is Timothy Walmsley. Uh, he said he's not having any of it. Uh, he said, I can tell you this, I'm not going to start blanketly excluding members of the public from this courtroom, he told the attorney. And remember in the argument, the motion argument of the attorney, he said, hey, you know, Al Sharpton was here. I didn't know he was here. So and so was here. I didn't know he was here. You're making the argument against your own argument because obviously they are not distractions. That's why you did not know they were in the courtroom. Okay, really interesting, very fascinating stuff. Ben, what are your thoughts here, man? I think he makes his prejudice quite apparent. Yeah. In these statements, he literally, I mean, that's the greatest point you just made about saying he didn't even know he was there. Just the subsequent knowledge of black leadership being in a room. He thinks prejudice is a jury. Wait a minute, but they're gonna maybe realize that black people are people with their whole, with their own thoughts and communities and feelings and people that care when they're brutally and pointlessly murdered. We can't have that in the courtroom, right, Judge? I mean, how is this an argument you can make with a straight face in modern America? I guess that tells you a lot about modern America. That's right, yeah, and he really made this argument after striking virtually all the black jury members. He then wants something outside of the jury. He wants to limit how many black ministers can actually sit with the family. The family gets to make that call. Not this defense attorney. Let me take. Oh, go ahead, but go ahead, Ben. I was just gonna say this is exactly why when I travel to Georgia to do comedy, I stay in Atlanta. Yeah, you no matter what. A little bit out, and it's just not the most friendly vibes. It's just insane that you can directly say this and prejudice an entire case with a legal team that is not even hiding it. They're not even being clever. At least when you're getting rid of. Black jurors pre-trial, that's not seen. That's not, it's reported on, but it's not seen. And you can at least hide your racism a little bit more during a trial now saying, wait a minute, we don't wanna allow people supporting the egregious, horrible act, trying to make clear how this happened. We don't want that. Well, that yeah. is, that's just, it's just too plain as day and it really shows their cards. Yeah, well said, very well said. Anti-vaxxers, they respect nada. They don't respect a damn thing, okay? If you are an anti-vaxxer, that's on you, okay? I disagree with your point of view. I disagree with your policy push, but you do still need to maintain some level of respect, right? Well, not this particular anti-vax Karen who decided to interrupt a Remembrance Day ceremony. You're remembering people that are dead. There are a whole lot of people there who are grieving, they're hurt, they are going through phases of pain, emotional trauma, right? Now you wanna take this opportunity to do what? This, here it is. Hey, woman. It is not about you. This is not the age now. It's not about you. A veteran once said, if they ask you for your pay, they have already forgotten 
right time, not the right place. Yes, it is the right time. Yes, it is the right time. Fascinating and disturbing at the same time. Uh, this is global, obviously. This is in Canada. This was a Canadian Remembrance Day. These are anti-vax protesters, all right? This is a Commonwealth holiday that remembers armed forces members who died in the line of duty in Canada or for Canada, okay? That's what happened here. Mounties are now investigating after dozens of people protesting. Vaccine mandates disrupted an informal Remembrance Day gathering at the cities. Uh, at the city on Thursday, Royal Canadian Mounted Police say when officers arrived on the scene at about 10:55 a.m. local time, they found between 75 and 100 protesters interrupting the proceedings. This is quite interesting. Okay, um, as you saw, individuals who were there for the Remembrance Day, they did make comment. They said, "Hey, wrong place." Wrong time is inappropriate. And what's interesting is that some of them may have actually agreed with the sentiment of the protesters, but locality was the problem. Ben, what do you see here? This is the ultimate example, Rashad, of care and privilege mm. on perfect display. I mean, not only is it incredibly frustrating dealing with people who are anti science and who make a mountain out of a molehill when we're simply saying, Please try to do something that's been established science for 100 years to protect your fellow human beings. But to then feel like that is the only issue that deserves a microphone to go and interrupt a Veterans Remembrance Day celebration because you don't want a little tiny needle in your arm to protect people and you want so much to die on the hill of making sure you get to breathe possibly infectious and deadly disease virus into people's faces. It's so insane that this Karen, that these people in general think it's okay to just say this at any moment, at any event. It's they're they're really becoming the Westboro Baptist Church at this point. Mm. It's it's beyond. Yeah. Yeah. Well let me take you to another case and a judge who obviously has significant bias. There's a witness for the defense in the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. This guy's name is Drew Hernandez. Well, Drew Hernandez is biased. So the prosecution wanted to introduce evidence of why this individual would have a testimony favorable to the killer, Kyle Rittenhouse. Here's the video. You characterized yourself as a professional commentator. What does that mean? That means that I comment on the news professionally on a daily basis. Professionally meaning you're paid? Yep. Who pays you? I am employed by Real America's Voice. Does Real America's Voice have any sort of um, political uh, bias or agenda or anything like that? Okay, gotcha. I'm, what is the balance? It goes to the bias of the witness, Your Honor. Yep. Uh, the bias in what respect? I, I assume that people <laughs> We, uh, as I come at the beginning, this is not a political trial. 
And um, I, I don't know how you would isolate um, a per person's particular politics uh, and determine that that person is going to uh, evaluate the evidence one way or another. Okay, I'll move on. Okay, all right, that's not it. I got more. Here's what the judge did not want the jury to know about Mr. Drew Hernandez and his statements that clearly shows his bias in favor of the killer, Kyle Rittenhouse. Here it is. Whether Donald Trump wins or not, it's your time to rise. Because we will not go down without a fight. We will not go down without bloodshed. I don't care. I don't care. The media could take what I say and say that I'm violent. I don't care. Antifa and Black Lives Matter brought us to this point. If they want to fight, then they got one. Because I'm not afraid of these communists. I'm not afraid of these socialists. You know where to find me. You know where I live. Come down. I'm ready for you. 2A all day, baby. Now, I'm only a second year law student, but clearly I can see what's called the probative value of introducing the prior statements of the witness in character testimony. Because obviously there is an incentive and a bias connected between the person on the witness stand, they, their commonly held belief with the person who was on trial. The issue, the protest was a Black Lives Matter protest. It was connected. If you are anti Black Lives Matter in your sentiment, your social understanding, or even your politics, that does in fact matter. Now this is a clumsy judge. This judge has made very routine statements on the record that seem adversarial to judicial or good judicial conduct. Here's some of it. Word victim is a loaded, loaded word. And I think alleged victim is a cousin to it. Let the evidence show what the evidence shows. And if the evidence shows that any or more than one of these people were engaged in, in arson, rioting or looting, then I'm not going to tell the defense they can't call them that. I was astonished when you began your examination by commenting on the defendant's post-arrest silence. That's basic law, it's been basic law in this country for 40 years, 50 years. I have no idea why you would do something like that. Actions that I had talked about. That I think... Uh, Let's hope for one o'clock. I don't know. The uh, hope the Asian food isn't coming. It's on. Isn't on one of those boats in Long uh, Long Beach Harbor. Ben, what are your thoughts? How how easy is it to become a judge these days? Is it a weekend <laughs> course? Is it just a three day online certification? Because Actually, in some jurisdictions, yes. <laughs> I, bet, I bet that's true. I mean, it is mind boggling to say I don't understand. How presenting evidence that the person you're putting on trial to say, I just in an unbiased way was there and noticed it and saw that that he just killed them in self-defense is a person who says we should basically create and commit violence against Black Lives Matter supporters. Yeah. That is literally the smoking gun pun intended that you need to prove exactly 
why this is a prejudicial witness and why his testimony should be thrown right in the garbage. The judge doesn't get that. Maybe he's hungry and he's waiting for his Asian food and he can't think straight. You know what's interesting, Ben, and I'm literally taking right now in law school a class called evidence, right? The rules of evidence, how do you get certain evidence in? How do you get certain testimony in? How do you block it? What you learn in law school is that basically the judge has unlimited discretion in this area. And even outside of that discretion, the judge can overstep their boundaries and you have to reserve the objection for the appeal. But when it's the prosecution who's on the other side of it, right? The one that has been limited by judicial discretion. The prosecution doesn't get another bite at the apple, only only the defense. And so this is it. This is this is going to be a done data at the end of the day. All right, we got more on the other side. It's indisputable. Stick and stay. Welcome back. It's indisputable. Okay, let me remind everyone of a few dope things, okay? Power panel, tune in live. For an all new power panel today on the Young Turks, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time, tyt.com forward slash live. Hour one, we got John Jank and Senator Turner. Hour two, J.R. Jank Lance from the Surfs, all right? Don't forget the podcast, all right? Anywhere you get your podcast, you can also get Indisputable. We break down our bullpen segments. And news of the day, right there. Take it with you, all right? Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcast, uh, anywhere, all right? Make sure you rate us with five stars. If you enjoy the programming, some lame ass gave me one. I don't know who that was, but <laughs> we have to come in full force now, all right? Okay. Uh, remember, big announcement. Uh, we are still looking for you, uh, TYT Rebel HQ. We need. Content creators, we would love to partner with you, all right? If you write, produce, host, and edit short form editorial videos on breaking news and political stories with a progressive point of view, boom, you may be the person. What you have to do is go to tyt.com forward slash careers, tyt.com forward slash careers. We've been studying Karenicity for a while, right? Well, here's the thing, the reason why it's out of hand is because nobody checked it when it should have been checked. I have a throwback, Karen. Ladies and gentlemen, I wish a Karen would. You want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a and Sunday? You're you're still still Back off! I'm going to tell them there's an African American man threatening my life. Personal life. No, no, no. Business it has nothing to do with Miss Hardwick. No. You will be held in contempt of this court if you I become disruptive. I, I haven't done anything to this court. I haven't done anything to okay. him. She will be arrested for contempt any, of the court. Make any difference. You will serve uh, 10 days for contempt of court. Go now. That is a throwback, Karen. All right? We got that in the boat. That was like 10 years ago. <laughs> the issue of Karenicity has been around for a very long time. Now, if you notice the reaction of the judge, the judge really was not startled here because I think the judge has a little Karenicity inside of her too. 
And I think she was, you see, yeah. Yeah, she, she already saw that move coming. You know why? <laughs> because the judge probably said, hell, if I was her, that's exactly what I'd do. I don't know. <laughs> Karen Nissen has been around for a long time. Let me remind everyone, why did, why did this person think you should argue with the judge like y'all are at a family barbecue and it's all good to just argue? And then naturally she committed another criminal act and was arrested for it. Here's what it is, what is privilege? A special right or advantage that a particular person or group of people has It's the belief in that special treatment. Now everybody knows when you go to court, okay? You don't fight the judge. You don't launch over the desk. You don't try to attack a judicial officer. Everybody knows that. And everybody also knows that you do not disrespect the judge because they have this great power called holding you in contempt. But no, obviously that doesn't apply when you are a Karen. Yes. That is the perfect proof that clip of what Karen Hood is. That exact clip, it's not parenthood, it's Karenhood. It's because when you're literally in a court of law and they say you are going to go to jail if you yeah. say another word, her brain is still like, yeah, but not me. I'm <laughs> a privileged white woman. You're a judge, you don't have any control over me. I have a force field. You're a kryptonite, maybe, but I'm Lex Luthor. They don't get it. <laughs> we we just need a more chill planet without a Karen in the world. That's my opinion. Yeah, well, we're not there yet, my friend. And as a matter of fact, double dose. You wanna call the police on them for having a barbecue on a and Sunday? You're gonna feel great, back off! I'm gonna tell them there's an African American man threatening my life. I've I love Australian Karen. So this happened in Australia, all right? Um, an Australian woman decided that it was her duty to harass an employee of the Australian Broadcast Corporation. That is a big media company. All right, this was in a cafe. This is not a media thing. She just realized the person works for this particular media company. Well, ABC, Australian Broadcast Corporation, is funded by direct grants from the government of what? Australia. It is publicly owned, it is politically independent, and it is fully accountable with this charter enshrined in legislation. 
because of the Australian Broadcasting Corporation Act of 1983. But that is the place peddling lies and this staffer at the cafe needs to hear me roar. Ben, what do you see here? Well, yeah, I mean, you you do have to admit that if we're gonna have to see Karen videos, at least it's a lot more adorable in the Australian accent. I think it <laughs> makes it a little more palatable, but still, you still see the Karen craze in the eyes. The moment when she's being disproven about what she's doing, she's being dismantled by the employee behind the counter saying, but this person doesn't own the station. They're just a person working, trying to pay their bills. And you see the Karen not be able to compute it. Literally, her process goes, can't deal with logic, shift away and shifts right back to the subject of her ire and goes, but do you see what I'm saying? And she's like, no, but do you see what she's saying? The good point the person just made, or you're just so hell bent on being a real, I don't know, I was gonna say a word you can't say, being a real jackass maybe, can I say that to these people? My God, it's just, and then after she's kicked out, well, I'd rather not give you my money. You're, you're, you were just kicked out. It's not right. Give your money anymore. You kind of can't take that stance after you're you're out of the game. Yeah. Well, I'm going to leave the game instead. Uh, right. Not how that goes. But it's funny because we've we've actually seen a Karen get fired and then say she quits. Right. <laughs> like that has happened. This is part of the psychology yeah. of many of these Karens. Here's what I love, Ben, because it happens every time. Every time a Karen tries to find support. Nobody supports them. Like every time they try to say, hey, you understand what I'm saying, right? Nobody <laughs> connects with their Karenicity. It's the opposite, really, of the approach that George Costanza did in Seinfeld, where he was fired and just showed up <laughs> yeah. the following Monday as though it didn't happen. Here, the Karens are fired. They're like, anybody agree? Dead silence. Yeah? Well, maybe I want my coffee still. No, you have to leave. Oh, yeah? I don't want my coffee. How do you take that? Nothing alters their reality. They think they win. In all situations, they think they're right in all situations, even to the point of launching at the person who can put you in jail for launching at the person. It's living in a deluded version of reality. They live in fantasy land, but one that has no lines, unlike the real fantasy land at Disneyland. It's a nice place to live if you can get the work. Just think about the confidence, Ben, of these carriages, <laughs> right? Uh, launching over to attack a judge, um, harassing random individuals who are trying to enjoy maybe a coffee. Like the 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 pure confidence in their uh, their sentiment of right is staggering to me because it lacks complete open mindedness to an idea or opinion from someone else. Yeah, if they could put any of that confidence into any drop of social good, we would have changed much faster than we have at this current rate. If we could take good projects and good people and meld that with the sheer fortitude that these Karens bring to every issue, we would have world peace in a month. Yeah, you make a great point because the truth is much of this, when we discuss Karenicity and we highlight these Karens, much of it is about the privilege that exists in us giving a mirror to society to show a truth of America that rarely gets talked about. And if you can shift that energy, not maybe not with the individuals, but definitely with those who are Karens in training or with those who are moderate Karens and they really just do not see their the wiles of their ways, right? You can possibly start transforming the narrative. I've seen it happen. I've seen a couple of statements from people saying, well, damn, that's how I look when I was in that situation. Yep. 
That's exactly how you looked when you responded in that way in that kind of situation. Yes. And they probably still don't even care. They're like, that's how I looked. Got it, duly noted. I think my hair is all right though, huh? <laughs> right. All right, we got more. We got more on the other side. Is indisputable stick and stay. Welcome back. We have a lot of comments. Let me read as many as I can. All right. Uh, TYT member Lynn says that Karen who attacked the judge reminds me of the insurrectionist who said she wouldn't have jail time because she is white, blonde, and has a good job. Yeah. Make you see the silver haired dragon. Arguing is one thing. To physically assault a judge is beyond stupid. Maybe she thought that that she was privileged enough to get away with it. Yes. Of course, she was she really thought she was too privileged to even be talking to this judge. How dare they bring my privileged self here? Only problem uh, is she didn't count that she was going Karen against Karen. That's like that that's easily right. counterbalances itself. That's how We're you going Karen on Karen today. That's what's happening. <laughs> that's right. Uh, Super chat, thank you so much. M Calibus. Uh, May Money in the Building says, Dr. Rich, I, I wanted to give you the biggest hug yesterday. Your empathy and care for others is apparent and beautiful. Also, I'm going to send you my favorite Karen shutdown video from Oakland. Please do, and thank you so much for that sentiment. Yesterday was a tough day for me. Um, Bernard the Kiwi Dragon, hello from the UK. Thank you for bringing on the gleeful Ben Glee, Dr. Richie and your team who don't get enough credit. Yeah, we're thankful that he's here. Um, Rose Rosie. Karen on Karen violence, I blame country music. <laughs> That's the spirit, <laughs> right? Because they blame rap music, everything else, might as well. Okay. That's a great idea. Yeah. Um, Twitch, Sir Little Turd says, laughing my A off, best double dose delivery ever. <laughs> oh, thank you, Sir Little Turd. That is very, <laughs> you're honored to be in your presence. Donkey. Teeth beetles, that's what drives me crazy. People taking the nonsense out on employees who have nothing to do with policies. Nada, not, not a, a damn thing. All right, a very sad story. Imagine your kid is 10 or 11 years old, okay? And because of something the dad has done in a traffic situation, the kid, the child gets arrested, gets put in handcuffs. Here it is. Hands, hands, put the phone down now, sit. Lay down, lay down, lay down, put the phone down. Stand up, okay? Stand up, you're good, stand up, I got you. Hey, you're good, you're good, all right, stand up, I got you. You're gonna be okay, stand up, I got you. I'm gonna detain you for right now, okay? Let me get every phone that's set on the ground so we don't break it, all right? Are you okay? That's fine. These come off just as easy, all right? Are you okay? Yes, I'm okay. Is there anything in Fox we need to know about? No, no, nothing. You're okay, all right? Who's in the car with you? It's your dad? Okay. Do you, do you know why he took off running? Huh? You know why he took off running? No. Alright, he's gonna be okay too, don't worry about it, alright? You're okay. Everything's gonna be fine. Stop pulling away from me! Stop! Wow! 
Stop. Where's the sergeant? Stop. Get off of me, dude. Stop. I'm going to pull your mask up, okay? You're okay? You're not hurt at all? No. On ambulance training? There. Things going to be good. Don't worry about it, all right? Three heads out on Jamesville. We're going to take the patch off and hit her up on the Metro East. The detail will be on interrupt. Yep, we'll let you make some phone calls in just a little bit. He's okay. He's okay. Are you in here? He's all right. Why the f do y'all come back? Hey, 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 Here, do me a favor. Let's go inside the car, okay? You're good. You're good. It's Where's your mom at? He's at home. Okay. This kid was shaking. He said, I'm scared. He said, can I call my mom? He was terrified, okay? Uh, 11 years of age, we think he may have been 10 when this happened. This is out of Ann Arbor, Michigan, okay? The mother has now filed a lawsuit against that police and that police department for wrongful arrest. And she's right to file this lawsuit. I'm going to give you some background to this case. Um, the lawsuit um, was filed on October 5th, all right? According to the lawsuit, on April 16th, a shooting reportedly happened at the Briarwood Shopping Mall in Ann Arbor, Michigan. It's about 40 miles west of Detroit. The boy and his father were headed to a mall, but were unaware of the shooting when they encountered police redirecting incoming traffic coming toward the mall. The boy's father, okay, the boy's father turned the car around but ventured onto oncoming traffic on Interstate 94, which led the police to follow the father with the boy in the car in a high speed chase with speeds reaching 100 miles per hour until the father eventually pulled over. Police say the boy's father faces several charges because of the high speed chase, including fleeing and eluding, resisting and obstructing child abuse because the child was in the car and driving on a suspended or revoked license. Listen, I'm not here to defend the actions, <clears throat> excuse me, of the father. That was irresponsible, okay? I'm here to highlight the actions of the unconstitutional behavior of the taxpayer funded police who took an oath to uphold the constitution. The father will have to deal with his legal case. That's not my issue, but this copy is because we pay him. I don't pay that father. He got an issue, he'll deal with it, okay? This kid should have never been arrested. This kid gave him no reason to arrest him, to handcuff him, none, not one. You don't get more in compliance than this 10, 11 year old kid, all right? Uh, the young boy's mother, her name is Markia Dixon. She recounted the events of that day. She said, and I quote, my son, when he called me, he was too scared to tell me what was going on. I didn't know until after the fact of me picking him up. Just imagine being so afraid, so shocked that you can't even tell your mother what has happened to you? It gets deeper. Dixon describes her son as a good kid who does well in school, has never had behavioral issues. Her son is undergoing regular counseling because of the traumatic experience. He's scared of the police 
He's very quiet about the situation. You know why? Because he's traumatized. He doesn't want to talk about it. Um, in a press release, the township, Pittsville, um, in a press release, Harshberger says, who's the public safety director, it has been determined that the Pittsville officer acted in compliance with department policy in assisting other officers conducting a felony stop and securing the scene for the safety of all. Oh, oh, why do you just say so? It's policy? Well, that makes it all better. It's written somewhere that it's okay to lock up a 10 year old kid who has done absolutely nothing to deserve handcuffs. You should have told me that in the beginning, that it's simply the policy. You know what else was the policy? Black folks couldn't sit where they wanted to sit on a bus. That was a policy. I could not drink out of a certain water fountain. That was a policy. I could not vote without counting jelly beans in a damn jelly bean jar. That was a policy. Stop with this it's policy garbage as if somehow that should make it all better. I don't give a damn if it's policy. If it is policy, that policy needs to be rewritten, done away with. You don't lock up a child and traumatize a child like this. You're the police. You can't moralize on the father when you're doing something equally damaging, if not worse. Um, the attorney is Dion, excuse me, Dion Webster Cox. Dion Webster Cox has filed this lawsuit and said, and I quote, if there is a minor child and the minor child is calm and the minor child is not attacking you, then you don't put that minor child in handcuffs, said the attorney. Dixon's lawsuit claims excessive force, assault and battery, gross negligence, intentional emotional distress. It's not even about the money, I want justice, I, I, I want justice, I want them to see what they have done. They don't realize it, they don't care, said Dixon. Listen, I know some people will come back and say, but you know, the officer was being so nice in his words, but he was being adversarial in his actions. And this kid is not traumatized by the words of the cops, he's traumatized by the actions. All right, uh, Ben, what are your thoughts here? I mean, that's what made it so disturbing. That, that, that's it's one of the most disturbing clips I've seen because it just demonstrates the casual ingrained racism of, oh, we can treat black people as second class citizens. We can, while saying everything is okay, oh, it's yeah. totally fine. I'm just gonna put handcuffs on you for no reason. Oh, it's totally cool. I'm gonna lift your mask up. I'm gonna touch your pockets. Oh, it's totally cool. I'm just gonna put you in a police car. This is normal. This is how life is supposed to be. How does that child supposed to have any thought after that other than, wow, I can't even trust the words of yep. law enforcement. The words of law enforcement are that it's fine and normal. When I'm put in a police car for doing absolutely nothing, when I've just been through a traumatic event myself, when right. his father was driving irresponsibly on a freeway, that child needs to be calmed down and cared for and not the opposite. That's it, right. The officer felt like the witch from Hansel and Gretel, like, come on in, everything's fine as they get led into an oven to be cooked into a pie. I mean, it's the most, that clip made me sick to my stomach. Yeah. Yeah, thank you, brother, for those words and that insight. I can't let you go without talking about the 
epic debate between you and Charlie Kirk. Let me go to the first video. Do you truly in your heart of hearts truly believe that this is a human being? This without a doubt. Without a doubt? Yes. This is a dolphin fetus. So let me without a doubt, a dolphin so fetus is a human being. This is a human Confirmed that a dolphin in in life you confuse dolphins for human babies often. So let me you ask go to SeaWorld and you're like, someone's got human babies in that aquarium. Okay, there, there was some things that you did and he did that made it priceless. One, when he looked away as if, did anybody see that? Hell yeah, we saw it, everybody saw that. And then when you just kept on with the dolphins, the dolphin fetus. Listen, was that planned or was that just like, I gotta take advantage of it now because he stepped all the way in it. Yeah, no, I planned the moment and I hoped he would step into it like I like he did, but then I just kind of improvised the uh, continuing to harp on him and not let him off the hook because that's what I do as an improv comedian. Yeah. I uh, run with a moment that I know is gold because the guy just made time and time again clear how he doesn't have any sort of logical basis for what he says. He's just using these arguments to divide people. And that was a great way to prove really this is a life from the second of, of conception that you're unaware is actually <laughs> a dolphin. Okay, buddy, let's All get right. a SeaWorld pass together. That wasn't it though, brother. Oh man, here's the next one, my favorite. You're okay with rolling back reproductive freedom. You're okay with rolling back voting access in this country. You're okay with broadly undermining our democracy by backing an insurrection literally to overthrow the election of our nation that you supported. I mean, Turning Points literally funded so, Trump's Jan 6 rally. So Ben, I have a question. That led to an insurrection attempt on our government and the death of many people, including police officers that you claim to, to love and care for. How do you reconcile being anti-freedom on all of those things and claiming so you are pro-freedom? So I have a question. Which one of us was arrested at the Capitol before? I was. So you're an insurrection. You are a threat to democracy. I peacefully protested and told the Capitol Police I would be protesting. They knew so you're a it was respectful terrorist. and it was civil disobedience. I did not know that you were a domestic terrorist. So you do take blame for the insurrection that happened I blame, on Jan I take 6? no blame. That's slanderous and wrong. Why do you take no blame for it? You what sent buses of people there. To the ellipse that got nowhere near the Capitol. You're but, the insurrection. But that day here. that you ginned that up. That is libelous that, and slanderous and you know it. You said you were sending patriots to fight. I said Trump. nothing like that. that yes, is, you did. You, you said, you've never you said, said patriots fight, to fight. Metaphorically fight. And you said they want a civil war. This, if you're not responsible for what happened on, on Jan 6, thank is you. that because unintended consequences happened that thank you didn't you. anticipate? I hope that kind of like mothers that have an unintended pregnancy, they didn't anticipate. So if you want to be cut some slack for Jan 6, maybe you could cut women some slack. Thank you. Who unintendedly get pregnant. <laughs> I love it. All right, we got like a minute. Okay. Just tell us what was going through your mind at that time and how did that whole situation end as you're leaving the building? It was wild because I knew that this guy not only is always trying to divide us, but is actually funding dividing us, right? So he funded, he sent buses of people to the Jan 6 rally, he sponsored it, but he doesn't want to be responsible for it. And it just shows the hypocrisy. So I just planned to say, if it got to that point, look at how you don't even want responsibility for undoing our government, for undoing our democracy, but someone that has an accident. You want to ruin their life because they can't afford a baby, but you can because you're a trust fund baby. And he couldn't handle it. He starts calling me out for being arrested a full two years earlier 
for a peaceful sit-in protest and corruption in our government that was in coordination with the police, the Capitol Police. And so he storms off his own set. I got him to walk off his own set, which was pretty magical feeling for me. And as he walks off, he again calls me a domestic terrorist. And I say, you ginned up an insurrection against our country. He walks off embarrassed, he sends security down to gather my things. And we got to walk out of the building and I got to have a sushi dinner paid for by Charlie Kirk because they were paying for <laughs> my meals. So I kind of got a little extra sushi that night, you know? Very, very good. All right. Um, privilege does exist, okay? The Capitol rioter, who's a realtor, took a private jet to go and commit an act of domestic terrorism. It's quite fascinating. Um, and she said clearly in a text, let's put the text up of Jenna Ryan. Jenna Ryan said, remember this, she said, definitely not going to jail. Sorry, I have blonde hair, white skin, and a great job, great future, and I'm not going to jail. Sorry to, sorry to rain on your hater parade. I did nothing wrong. Uh, let's remind people of the uh, picture she took at the Capitol during the insurrection to overthrow the whole damn government. She took a private jet there, it was very intentional. So now she has been sentenced to 60 days in jail. And here's the update. I was responding to someone else. As you can see, I was replying to someone who was saying, you're a blonde, blah, blah, blah. And I was just trying to take up for myself. And the media has taken that. That's just one more example of how they've taken my image and used my image to skewer Trump, to skewer Trump supporters, and definitely to skewer myself. You know something? And you're gonna have to forgive me. I see that that is in response. And you're saying, sorry, I have blonde hair, white skin, and a great job. Right. Yeah, you have been, um, you're, you're a victim here. You really are. I'm a big time victim. Like I've gone through hell, like they've gone through my phone. Um, text messages that I sent to my mother on her deathbed were brought up at my sentencing. Um, I was, Treated like a terrorist at the airport with eight TSAs at the tarmac. Yeah, you are a terrorist in my book, okay? Uh, they did not treat you harsh enough. Let me remind everyone, Ryan and several of her friends, including two, uh, Jason Hyland and Katherine Schwab, have been charged in the January 6th terrorist attack. They took a private jet from Texas to attend former President Donald Trump's Stop the Steal rally on January 6th. At the Capitol, Ryan entered the building with other members of the mob and was later filmed at the front of a crowd encouraging the assault. She also posed for a photo next to a broken window, which she posted with the caption, window at the Capitol. And if the news doesn't stop lying about us, we're going to come after their studios next. I mean, damn. She threatened a second terrorist attack. Okay, uh, but now she's a victim. Ben, what are your thoughts here? Well, I mean, she makes a great point. If they don't stop castigating us wrongly for being these violent people who are against the rule of law, we will come to you and be violent against the rule of law. We'll do it all day long until you finally admit that we're peaceable people who follow the law. 
the 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 logical inconsistencies with these people is unbelievable. Yes, yes. Of course, sixty days is not enough, but I'm so happy and I hope for the rest of her life she's treated like a terrorist wherever she goes. And she has eight, ten, twenty five TSA agents. She should be on no fly lists. She mm-hmm. was literally a terrorist trying to overthrow our government and is so carinified that she's like, I can't believe just because I tried to do a little bit of terrorism that I'm a terrorist now. It's a tiny bit of poetic justice. Of course, if she were a person of color, she'd be in jail for probably 25 years. But 60 days is a start and we'll take it, I guess. Yeah, but you're right about the comparison, brother. If their last names would have been Muhammad, if it would have been Black Lives Matter, the government, the treatment, the hysteria would be completely different in this country and around the world, to be frank with you. Ben, a pleasure having you on the program. Remind people of where they can sign up for this special and how they can follow you. Absolutely, and Senator Ron Johnson in Wisconsin, who we are trying to oust with this live stream comedy special this Sunday night at 5.30 Pacific, said that he was not concerned by the country loving patriots there on January 6th. But he would have been a bit more concerned if it was Black Lives Matter in the Capitol building telling you all you need to know. So if you'd like to join this hilarious night to oust this person while laughing our butts off, go to wisdoms.org slash laugh. Donate a dollar or more and you can join this incredible star studded live event. Nikki Glazer, Roy Wood Jr., Seth MacFarlane, Margaret Show, all these incredible people, Ida Rodriguez. And then please follow me at Ben Glebe on social media and subscribe to my podcast, Last Week on Earth with Ben Glebe, where I cover the news and have interesting people on to come talk. I'd love to have you on sometime, Rashad. Brother, the answer is yes. All right. Remember, Galaxy Brain is next. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other, take care of the planet. Remember the truth is always indisputable.